Welcome in everyone to episode 10 of I Am Ready podcast. I am one of the hosts, Lisa Bristol Hoxby, and I'm here with my fearless and fantastic co-host, Jay Jay Sparks. Sparks. You betcha. You'd think after two episodes we would figure out how to introduce ourselves to one another, but it leaves you wanting to know what's going to happen next week, I'm sure, or the next episode. So, we are so excited because if you're just tuning in for the first time, you have nine other episodes that you can plug into and listen to. But if this is your first adventure with us, we are talking to local rock stars about everything economic development and kind of how they've gotten engaged and uh, why they do what they do for our community. So we're really excited today to have Don Daly with the House of Brokers with us. So welcome, Don. Thank you. Very excited. Well, we're going to jump right into it. And so one of the things that we like to talk about is kind of uh, the individual's origin story. And so we know that you have a pretty exciting origin story because it has culminated into a relatively recent change. And we did just a little feature about that change in our last news links. And so why don't you tell us a little bit about how you became the owner of House of Brokers? For sure. Um, this is a very touching story. So I um, had a, started my family very young and um, decided the stay-at-home mother was not for me. So I wanted to go back into the corporate world. Um, I began at House of Brokers as the receptionist and fell in love with real estate, fell in love with all the things that we do for our community and for Columbia, and I was hooked. Um, I just continued to evolve from that position. I did a little marketing. I um, did a lot with the MLS, so inputting listings and getting very involved in the real estate side. I um, was staff supervisor and also had a technology background, so found that they needed a technology department that they did not have, so created an IT department and began working on computers and helping our agents in the technology world. And then um, from there, just to continue to kind of evolve, Um, I just fell in love with helping people so much that if there was a need, I was there. So that's just kind of the direction I went. I continued to keep adding on. I realized there wasn't a training platform, and so created a training platform for all the agents to gain better knowledge about the real estate market locally, you know, regionally and nationally. So that was very exciting. Taught the classes, taught them how to use systems, um, how to go out and find resources for their real estate business. So that was, um, that was probably my real passion, was teaching. Um, that comes natural. Obviously, my mom was an elementary teacher. So for me, I didn't realize I had um, the knack of teaching, but fell in love with it. So continued to evolve. And then at the time, the office manager, fast forward from uh, 1999 to 2015, the office manager was deciding to retire. And I knew that I wanted that position, but not in the way it currently was. So I um, pitched to the owners a seven-page proposal about, you know, what I thought the vision and the future of the company could be. And then um, they hired me into the director of operations role. That was super exciting. I got to really um, help the agents grow their businesses in a way that I just had dreamed of. So that was very exciting. And then I... um, Continued to just keep doing that role, meeting with the owners. We had a, um, a set of five owners at the time, so that was very exciting, also challenging <laughs> all at the same time. And then um, Bev uh, Curtis became the sole owner two years ago, 
and we had a great run of owning and or her owning and me operating right beside her and then she decided she wanted to focus on the sales side and I knew it was the right time for me to step up and become the sole owner awesome awesome I hear the word innovator that's exactly what I was thinking about innovator 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 let's do it a little differently let's do it a little bit more efficiently let's make our agents more effective I love that yes yes that please, is a big word for me please tell me you still have that proposal I do have that proposal. I Excellent. will never, ever lose that proposal. <laughs> <laughs> I've worked long and hard on that, and there's a lot of uh, passion and blood, sweat, and tears in that proposal. So, yes. And then how close was your vision? When, we, when you submit that proposal, I mean, after a few years, were you able to enact a good portion of that? Or did you find that once you got in that role, it had changed and that, that things needed to be different than you saw it from your, your current role at the time? Somewhat, somewhat, but for the most part, almost all of those things have come true. So um, one thing about me that most people would probably say is if I see it and dream it, I'm probably going to try to do my best to make it happen. So um, most everything, I mean, I've been very fortunate to work in an environment where they support me, they they trust me, and so moving forward with those visions and ideas has been it's been quite a, a fun and you know endeavor. I love it. I love it. And so um, you obviously spent a good deal of time focused on building your career. And one of the things that you mentioned, the reason why you loved um, real estate and especially the House of Brokers was their involvement in the community. And so tell us a little bit about some of your passions in regards to the greater community. Yes, absolutely. So Columbia, real estate is very local. So the community and real estate go hand in hand. With us being in the community for 42 years, that was a very big piece of why this company was so desirable to me, but also why our community needed it. So I feel like real estate um, has a lot of involvement in the community just by way of what they do for a living, but also we have a lot of opportunity to get involved in so many different areas of the community. We put ourselves out there a lot. We are educators to the consumer. We also get involved um, lots of different philanthropic events. Um, we, we do as a company. We, um, the agent body you know, has their own um, charities that they're involved with. And so we're able to help on a larger scale, but also a small scale too. So that it's very humbling to be able to see all that we can do for our community. Why is it so important for people when people people in organizations <clears throat> when they get a chance to be successful when they get a chance to take over a successful company grow a successful company why is it important for them to look into their community and and give back why why is that important i mean they can they can take care of their family they can they can they can you know take care of their business and, and have success in, in all those phrases but why is it important for them to go out in the community and find you know um, nonprofit organizations or, or other you know organizations to assist and work with that that's a that's a that's a really heavy question I have <clears throat> lots of answers for that so I think success comes in so many different um, pages for people for lack of a better word I think for a majority of people you find success in helping others and I think the real estate industry is very big in that so helping our community return success to them not necessarily monetary value but I'm not sure if you've ever read the book the greatest salesman in the world um, but those uh, scrolls you know always said give back 50% of what you earn so 
I feel like that is when we become the best that we can be, is when we give back to our community without anything in return, that's what's really important. And I think that's where the success is found. So earlier you talked a little bit about consumer education, and um, we know that home ownership is a cornerstone of long-term success, financial vitality, and things like that. And so we know that we're facing some challenges here in our area with that ability to afford that first-time home. It looks a lot different, the landscape does, than it used to. So if you were going to be talking to a younger individual or a family who is really ready to take that, take that leap, what are some of the things that you would say to them about the value of home ownership and what they can do to really maximize their ability to be successful in that endeavor? Yeah, sure. So home ownership, as you said, is very, very important. I mean, to the you know, our success, the longevity of, you know, our value, I mean, just saving in general, you know, when you can own, it's very, very important to the community, you know, I mean, I think it elevates everyone. So I would definitely suggest that, you know, keep it, don't give up, don't give up on home ownership. It is, you are capable of doing it. There are so many people out there that can help. And there are so many avenues. So the one thing I would say is don't give up. You know, don't get too discouraged. I know that the landscape has changed greatly. Um, price appreciation, interest rates, those things are temporary though. I mean, price appreciation is good overall. It does make affordability a little bit more complicated right now for some, um, but interest rates are temporary. So I'd say don't give up. I like that, I like that. <laughs> Certainly, I think, um, you know, you, you were, as you talk about that, you know, you, you were more on the administrative side of things coming up through House of Brokers and weren't on the sales side as much. I mean, you assisted them all and built them all and helped their systems and processes, but, you know, <clears throat> not being on the sales side, what was a, was there a client interaction that you remember that maybe falls into that question? Someone who House of Brokers helped get that first place or the exact right place that stands out to you from your career um, that, that even, you know, came through to that administrative side that everyone in the office was maybe rooting for or that, that it, you know, something that stood out to you. Mm -hmm. There are so many of those, you know, I mean, there are, every first time home buyer is very excited to be able to do that. So all of them are very special to us and we celebrate all of them. So I don't know if there was just one in particular, but seeing that dream come true for them and all of them is so very exciting. So that just stands out to me, being able to help and you know, them thinking they'll, nev they'll never be homeowners and then they become a homeowner, it's, it's very rewarding. I remember very feeling that. So. I remember feeling yes. that buying my first house, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, that's exciting. So we're gonna now kind of switch a little bit and we're gonna talk about um, your involvement in READY and why um, looking at a, an economic development organization, thinking about all the investments that you can make in the community, um, what is it about READY that you feel like is a good fit for your business? Why do you choose to support for our work? Well, I think READY is very important to Columbia and to, I mean, to almost every community. So I feel like supporting something that gives back to the community and helps us move forward economically is always a win situation. So. For me, it's, it, it just it makes perfect sense for us to support READY and any kind of economic development that we can do here in Columbia. When you look at economic development and, and you might, you know, if, you know, if, if, if a Don, younger Don, showed up at House of Brokers applying to be a receptionist, right, today, 
take her out to lunch. What are you telling? What are you telling, you know, the, the new graduating from a zoo or, 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 or looking for a job, looking for that receptionist job? What, what do you tell that young woman today that would help her along her journey? Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> I would tell her a lot, probably. <laughs> Mostly I would say don't give up on your passions and be very involved. You know, always take that opportunity to help the next person. When you help someone, we learn from that and you grow from that. So just always be there to help. If you see an opportunity to help, go for it, do it, don't give up on it. Um, yeah, the dream, the dream can come true. So are there any particular projects or um, specific nonprofits or anything like that that you all as the House of Brokers have kind of taken on that you all collectively do? Anything you'd like to highlight that maybe some folks don't know about? So we help so many not, not, you know, nonprofits and not-for-profits in the community. We don't have one specifically. Um, we've, we've helped, gosh, I mean, there are so many. Yeah. I mean, United Way, I mean, I could go on and on, the list just goes on. We have so many great not-for-profits here in Columbia, so we really like to be diversified and help as many as we possibly can. Um, but if there is a need with one and we've spoke with them, we like to help them when we can, you know, because the needs are greater in certain, you know, not-for-profits, and so we just like to be able to pivot and move that direction if we need to. What does, you know, when you look at both residential commercial real estate and everything else, we kind of talked about this a little bit, but you know, what is the what is the benefit for the community from having a bunch of you know commercial real estate residential real estate folks who are in the give back mode? What what what, what are the benefits? What what is that vitality piece that, that is generated when folks in in your sphere and your peers and even competitors? If everyone's in that space and thinking about giving back and thinking about economic development, what's the benefit for the community? Well, I think, I, I kind of think anyone in a corporate professional place should give back. So I think for the community, it's very important that we all are giving back to grow and move our, for, our community forward and to help those that, you know, need some extra push. I think it's very important and it's crucial that we're all giving back. So... I feel like it's it, it's a definite must. Love it. So um, we talked about Columbia being a great community, your professional rise to now being the sole owner of House of Brokers, um, kind of some of the things you've learned along the way. Who are some folks that you look up to? Are there any particular, and it can be like an author or somebody that is famous, and I use that with quotes, or some local folks that you just thought, gosh, I, I'm going to follow them or I, what they're saying is something I really need to hear and it's going to keep me moving forward. Mm -hmm. So first and foremost would be my parents. Um, they were both, my, my mom was a teacher and so that, that gift of giving back um, I think is really strong in teachers. I think teachers give back every single day. So I think that's where that came from a lot. My father was a business owner and he gave back to employees every day. And so seeing that was that was pretty special to see you know um, he always give with nothing he never wanted anything back so for me helping and giving without the expectation of anything in return is what drives and motivates me every single day um, it's very special to be able to do that um, unconditionally so that's very special 
Um, professionally, I would say that Lola Carey, she was the office manager of House of Brokers for many, many years, and it was fun to watch her in her element and to do the things that she was doing, and all the agents in her office, too. Um, real estate agents amaze me every single day and the amount of things that they can juggle. And so that's been very inspiring to me. What's your biggest, you know, you talked a lot about kind of, uh, you know, when you applied for that job with the proposal and, and they gave you a director of ops role, right? Not the, not the job you applied for, but you guys worked together and came up with a director of ops. What's your best office hack? What, what's something that people are doing wrong in offices everywhere <laughs> that you can help us with? What's, what's something that you've seen that you've helped your agents with, you've helped other office workers with? It probably applies to maybe us and a lot of our listeners. I need help. This is, what, this is a cry for help. <laughs> but I'm trying to put, I'm proposing it through the listeners, you know. Gosh, I don't know. I, it's hard for me to point out things that people are doing wrong because I always seem to find something that they're doing right. Um, servant leadership, I would say that that's probably the one thing that if you could – put yourself in a servant leadership role, things will just, they just happen. So I would say, you know, I mean, I can't really pinpoint anything that people are doing wrong, but yeah. Okay. I'm not doing anything wrong. That's what I'm taking away from this. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's really good reinforcement on a Monday afternoon. It Monday is. Through the week. 100%. Yeah. I needed this. You're doing everything right. That's great. <laughs> so you mentioned early on um, becoming kind of the IT guru of the office. And um, more recently, we have seen more females in the field. But my sense is that when you were probably proposing some IT changes or looking at things from that technology standpoint, probably um, more of a male-based profession. And so what kind of intrigued you about IT? And then was it self-taught? Did you learn it somewhere? And then how did you go to folks and say, hey, I think there's a better way. Put your notebook down. We're going to try something new. <laughs> yeah, so I love that question. That's great. So for me, challenges have never been about male and female. Challenges for me have always been, if I can do it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move forward. I'm going to prove to people that I can do this. So that, um, that, I guess, what I don't know what you want to call it, but I just want to prove to people that I do know what I'm doing. And so sometimes it's really difficult you know, especially when it's in a male-dominated field, and it was, and so I had lots of people go, you're in IT, or what, oh, you just transfer it on to, you know, upper IT, and it's like, no, I really do it, so I think for the agents, just me going, and they would say, oh, I'm having trouble doing this, and I'm like, okay, I can do it, and then I would go and do it, so proving to them and showing them that I was able to address their problems was really kind of how the role, you know, evolved and developed, I did do a little bit of uh, technology training in college, but not a lot. So actually, when I was in high school, what I wanted to do was interior design, major in interior design, and minor as a CPA. So um, two completely opposite ends of the world, but I feel like technology falls in between the two of those. So for me, it just, it was another helping moment. So when you're able to help someone, I think you can overcome the challenges of a male-dominated field or a female-dominated field. I mean, if it's if it's a passion of yours and you can really help someone and they appreciate it, I think you can overcome all, all those obstacles. Love it. So I always do a little bit of research uh, for these, and, and I like to kind of peruse and see what people have 
has been said about them and in other interviews to, to see if there's anything interesting to ask about. And I've noticed several of your different profiles around the way talk about being a foodie. So what's your what's your go-to and, and is there a place you'd like to shout out, a local someplace that you like and, and maybe a favorite dish? I'm just really curious because I'm also a foodie, so mm-hmm. always looking for new recommendations on that. Oh my gosh, one thing, I have to pick one thing. That's so tough because I am such a foodie that literally, we just came back from Austin this weekend <clears throat> and even my girlfriends were like, oh my gosh, another restaurant? You like everything. And I'm like, I absolutely do. So. My favorite is mashups. You know, yeah. mashing up two different cultures of flavors is probably one of my most favorite things. Yeah. Um, and so I even thought this weekend, I was like, wouldn't it be so cool to mix up sushi and tacos? Mm-hmm. Like if someone could create that, oh, that would be that would be the ultimate. Gina, Gina could probably get on that. <laughs> yes, I, mean, we I could bet probably she could. get Gina on that. So I think <laughs> that's, that's right. my favorite fusion place in town, yes. I think. So yes, I agree. Gina a, Hughes a, is a yeah. wonderful, and she'll use the Flamin' Hot Cheetos on her yes. rolls. And yes. It's so good because <laughs> I love spicy, spicy. Yes. Thanks, Gina. Yeah, of course. 100%. <laughs> yeah. So being a foodie, do you do cooking at home, or is it mostly when you're out and about? We do both. We love to cook at home. My husband and I both love to cook, so... He's usually the grill on the grill or the griddle, and you know I'm the, uh, the other way. So yeah, um, we love we love both. So yeah, so yeah, we're we're definitely the food side of the office. Yes, yeah, um, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> we love it. We love it. Yes. Well, one of the things that we love to do as we kind of bring the podcast to a close is we always love to give our guests just kind of the floor and to say, is there anything that we haven't covered that they really wanted to say, or is there just something bubbling up that they just want folks to know you know I just I I want people to know how great Columbia is Columbia is such a magnificent community in so many ways Um, it's great for the young entrepreneur it's great for the seasoned business there's so many opportunities here we're so small and local but we have so many grand opportunities so I think I love Columbia. I love being a business in Columbia. I love being part of the community. I love all the charitable work that everybody's so willing to do. So to me, I think it's very humbling to be in such a great community. I would agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Is there anything, and this is not a detriment question, and this is not, it doesn't have to be one and pick something out, but you know, is there something that Columbia's missing? Is there something that you'd like to see in Columbia that's not here now that, that You've got the ear of a bunch of folks who probably are in this space who are movers and shakers. Yeah, I mean, this might be the, th- the, the, the place to lob that grenade and, and see what happens. Something Columbia is missing that, that Dawn would like to see show up here. Yeah. So the one thing that I would more outdoor community spaces. So when you go to, um, you know, other cities, you kind of always are able to find that one space that kind of caters to a larger crowd. So having that outdoor space, and I kind of think it might be coming soon, um, that is probably the one thing that I would love to see is that we can bring larger crowds together and we can all you know, build a community in a little area that offers lots of different things for people, restaurants, bars, um, outdoor activities, entertainment, you know, that whole venue that brings all of those things together. I think it, you know, that's where it really, mm-hmm. you can bond as a community. I love that answer. I think that's exciting. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, Don, thank you so much for being with us today. And thank you for all that you do in your community, in our community. And thank you for being a big supporter of what we do. 
Um, we are well aware that we would not be able to do what we are able to do without the support of not just um, our investors and our board and our um, hub plants, but it really takes just general folks who are out willing to share their stories like you have and telling people about the importance of economic vitality and then how that gets done here in Columbia. So thank you so much. We really appreciate you. You guys are so welcome. Thank you for having me. You betcha. Awesome. Well, folks, we're going to close out another episode of I Am Ready, and we hope that you will tune in and um, keep on getting those news links because that's where you're going to get the information. And if you don't know or if you're not signed up for news links, um, call the office, Sarita and or Lauren and or any of us would love to put you on our mailing list. That's right. That's how you'll be in the know. That's right. And we'll keep doing these podcasts. So we will see you next time. Sounds good. All right. Thank you so much.